0: welcome back to the profit your knowledge podcast today's guest is sam henninger he is the co-founder along with his wife miranda of the courage coach for executives he uh, received his bachelor's in psychology and an mba from utah state university and has served as a presenter at uc berkeley's executive coaching institute along with over a decade of coaching and consulting um under his belt. So really excited about this. We're talking about leadership and, you know, we were having a conversation just talking about like the small wins and being able to acknowledge them. So a lot of cool stories that we're going to dive into, but without further ado, let's welcome Sam. How you doing today, man?
1: Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me, James.
0: Yeah, dude. Pumped for this. Um, I like the energy already before we hit, mm-hmm. hit record. So um, I want to start off just hearing about your story a bit. Uh, what made you decide to one become, you know, an entrepreneur and decide that you're going to be your own boss and pursue a business, but specifically around like sharing your knowledge and getting into coaching and training and speaking and all that kind of stuff?
1: Great. Yeah. So I'm reminded of this quote from I forget which Russian author, but it goes like every happy family is happy in the same way, and every unhappy family is happy, unhappy in their special little way. So in the sense of my career, I think we we have a lot of com- common common <clears throat> excuse me, we have a lot of common experiences that give us these data points of what we want to do in our life and what really doesn't help us <laughs> live a, a healthy career and healthy work life. And one thing I learned is that as I was going through my education, I learned I really love to help people. I spent time in social work. I, of course, spent time studying psychology. uh, And I realized that one thing about me is I enjoy being future focused. It really gets me going. And in the end, I think it's ultimately an optimistic uh, worldview that has pushed me away, perhaps from, from social work and therapy to coaching, which has been a really rewarding experience for me because not only is it really focused on the individual and we can focus on teams as well, but it's different from say, consulting because you're not just hired to solve a business problem. You're brought in to deal with the whole mess of what a business person has to deal with, not just the operations side of things or the the strategy side of things. So this to me, has been really rewarding to help me be of service to those leaders who know they need just a bit more support.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool, man. How did you like get your foot in the door with these different leaders and kind of like, what was the catalyst for kickstarting uh, this career and getting into that kind of setting?
1: Yeah, so one thing I found, uh, and we talked earlier just about how being seasoned means really effectively just making a lot of mistakes along the way and learning what what made me seasoned in making some of these mistakes was I learned about marketing in ways that didn't work for me. I learned about how to cold outreach and try to sell people way too soon without even having a relationship with them. And I thought that that was just how business was done. What I've come to realize more particularly in this past year than any other is that every time I've made a breakthrough in my business, in my career, in my life, it's been because of someone I've really invested time into and had a relationship with. And so every foot in the door, every opportunity for me has come from existing relationships that have led to another referral, another connection, and it's always somebody you never knew even existed until someone you did know suggested, Hey, you should talk to this guy.
0: Yeah. That's really cool, man. What was your, um, tell me about a time when you had like your first like big speaking gig, cause you're really big on like presenting and kind of speaking. Mm -hmm. What was like the first one that like led to those different referrals and opportunities that kind of came from that. Can, can you recall a time?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, let's go with this most recent one. So, I, uh, earlier this year, got uh, to be a part of the uh, UC Berkeley Executive Coaching Institute uh, certification program. And so I spent 10 whole days, eight, like eight to five, just really intense uh, days studying how to serve executives as a coach more effectively. And as a consequence of that, Just this past weekend, I was invited out to serve as a presenter uh, to a bunch of other executive coaches who are mid-late career professionals, spent their whole life in HR looking for a pivot. People are all trying to figure themselves out after getting laid off, that kind of thing. And what really got me jazzed about being a presenter is, funny enough, I I think some people who are introverted may understand this, that... If I'm one-on-one with somebody, I feel great. If it's me in an audience of 500 people, perfect. But if it's just me in a soup of people just to start conversations with, that's where I crumble. And so it's funny how in the sense of being a presenter, I found a, a, a source of confidence and ability to take things as they come because how I like to do things is just very experiential. So I would say that, This uh, most recent opportunity to present has just led to a lot more deeper connections. And again, like I said just before, people know people that don't help them out specifically right in the moment. We all have puzzle pieces, but we don't all have the puzzle pieces that we need. It's the other people that have those puzzle pieces. And so when we develop these connections, we start trading puzzle pieces and things start to get clearer.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Connections, reputation, all that stuff is key. That's funny. You but talk about that by like speaking on stages or talking to someone one-on-one, but in a group, it's just like, I feel so, so weird and <laughs> so yeah. funny. I've definitely done that. I'm it's interesting. Cause I'm a Leo and I'm very, I can like walk up to people and start conversations with pretty much anyone. Like if I want to, mm. um, I don't always want to, but uh, I can, you know, and I have kind of that, but there's definitely times where even in certain situations, I just feel like I don't really want to talk to people. I, I used to be like super adamant about always starting conversations and now I'm just, mm-hmm. just died down. I'm just like, I <laughs> I kind of don't, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's, I don't know, it's funny. just like, I think I just got tired of like small talk or something. Um, mm. It was just kind of like empty conversation. I like rich, like deep conversation, um, but like picking the right kind of people to. Have those deeper conversations, but anyway, it's a little bit about me.
1: Well, um, hey, it's, it's no, it's no question why we're both podcasters, then, right? <laughs> you can just dive in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so there was a time just recently, actually yesterday, I was on a call with someone, and I was telling you this before we hit records. So this really for the listener, and um, this person was <clears throat> they've been in entrepreneurship for like a year and grinding, and like three mm-hmm. months of like really grinding is what they told me and uh, they like don't have any money really to like invest in themselves or anything so i was just kind of there it was supposed to be like a sales call thing but i was like i'm just here to support you and like give you some resources and things that can help you cuz like they're just not in a position but they were just so burnt out and he's they're telling me like the different things that they've been working on and explaining how they're still getting clients every month like three different clients every month. They were charging oh. a little too low, Wait, you hear that and it's like, oh, that's rad, you know, like there's a lot of people who are in this space and they don't even get that. It's like the one off, mm. you know, couple in a year, <laughs> but um, yeah. which I think everybody kind of goes through at some point and um, I was just telling them like, there's so many little wins that you're having that you're just beating yourself up on, you're just overlooking and thinking that they're not even wins because it's frustrating. And this is a bit of a pet peeve that I personally have when you look on the internet and we were talking about this about like the make $100,000 in 90 days with zero Mm. experience. You know, this person, you said like closed a 5K offer or 50, a five figure offer on like their first try with no experience. And we hear these stories and whether they're true or not, it still gets to us. And we start to feel this like comparison despair I'm like, how come I'm not doing that? How come I'm not making these kind of wins? And one thing they they had told me was that like, I try and celebrate the little wins, but they're only happening every month, you know, or once once or twice a month or a couple of times a month where these other people, it seems like it's happening every day for them. And it's just like, that's what I want. And I'm like, I get it. At the same time, you're one year, if that into entrepreneurship, you know, it's like the first year is freaking rough. First couple of years Mm -hmm. is rough. It's just a lot of learning and things like that. So I just want to like dive into this topic and conversations about Uh, the small wins. I feel like it's something that people don't acknowledge enough. I just hit 700 subscribers on my YouTube channel. So I just did a post and I was like, I'm just going to share it because I said I haven't shared a win in a while. So here's a Mm. little win of mine. You know, I'm working on my YouTube channel and that just happened. And um, yeah, I just put that out on social media and stuff because I was thinking about this from that conversation. But what's your kind of take on wins and what do you consider like small wins and kind of how can people stay motivated in the process of building their dream business or life that they want
1: Mm, yeah so my wife miranda and i we developed this mantra about a year ago that i remind myself of and get to remind any audience i can get their ear uh and tell them we truly try to live our lives by these two sentiments, which is, there's nothing too big to forgive and there's nothing too small to celebrate. And I've found personally that, well, let's just focus on the win part, because when I've found myself feeling stressed out, like I'm behind, just like you were experiencing with this, this person on the call, I find that I'm missing out on a bunch of little things that are actually going well. And it's really easy to, say, be flippant when we talk about, oh, be grateful. Like, be grateful you're alive. Be grateful that you have all your fingers and toes. Be grateful that you're breathing. It can be easy to shrug that off when you are in pain. But I'll say, take a breath and really try to think about what it means to be live, to have your faculties about you, to have your health, to have the relationships you do, whatever it is that you're struggling with right now. Yeah, maybe that's a source of pain. And, you know, days come and go. Sometimes it's just a bad day. But I'll say there's always going to be something you can get smaller and smaller and more granular in what's going on in your life to the point where you can find something that you are genuinely, fully grateful that you actually have. And it may be something that you're grateful you don't have it. Oh, I'm grateful I'm not sick kind of thing. I'm grateful that at least I have a bit of savings to keep me going while this is building. And so all of that, I would add, when you talk about entrepreneurship being in your first year or first couple years, I found personally that it's hard to really find your orientation. It can be really easy to get caught up in that comparison because you don't have anything else to go off of. You're just like free falling in this whole whirlwind of how do I make entrepreneurship work for me? And so what I'll say is when you can find your footing, it, it becomes a lot clearer and it becomes a lot easier to be grateful for what you do have.
0: Mm, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a great practice just to practice gratitude. I've personally practiced gratitude. Like even time, I remember a time when I had Nothing. Like I was mm-hmm. I was about a year into entrepreneurship, but I had a mm-hmm. mentor fortunately who was telling, it was maybe one or two. And I just, just such a, like a low point. I was so frustrated. Same thing that this person was experiencing, which is why I was just like, dude, I get it, <laughs> like yeah. 100%. And um, I like went to a movie or something. and was driving home and sitting in the car. I was just telling myself things that I'm grateful for. Cause I just had that reminder from my mentor at the time. And I was just thinking like, I have all these really cool things and i started to actually get emotional um because i was just genuinely feeling gratitude for what i had Mm -hmm. had and i think it's just something that we should do every day and it's so easy just to get stuck in the the work loop of rise and grind and just wake up i got to get this project done or i got to service these clients or whatever it is and just taking that time by yourself and to pause and think about it i think just giving yourself space like I talk about it a lot, but I love to set up my calendar in four big blocks. So I have like my self-care block, which is where I do my exercises in the morning. And then I do like food and, you know, meditation, that kind of stuff and journaling. And I go into my work block and I'm doing my work. And then after that's family and friends, which is bigger than my work block. And I hang out with family and friends and I want to be in family and friends time when I'm there. So that helps me just be more intentional about it and kind of, like my dog is also my friend. So I'll take walks with him. And that's where a time where I can be kind of alone, take my dog on a walk, go play ball in the park, which we'll do today. And think about the things that I'm really grateful for and that I do have in my life. Cause we can always work for more and achieve, work to achieve more, strive for more and whatnot. But being able to express that gratitude, I think is a, um, I think it's a great skill that everybody can develop.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it gives you that fuel to keep going because you're going to have those tough days.
0: Yeah, it's inevitable. And like I told this uh, this person yesterday that you're going to have this so many times. This is not just a one time thing. And everybody you look up to he's really big on Alex Hermosey and all that. (laughs) Like Alex Hermosey gone through this plenty of times. If you listen to his stories, he has been put through the ringer to become who he is today. And. Yeah, it's just like this, this like fast growth that everybody's going for. And I think it's difficult too in entrepreneurship because we're like, you're starting in different places and you can't, it's hard to compare yourself to someone else who you don't know what their situation was or is. There's some people who have like just, I don't know, they're just in the perfect season for that when they happen to start, maybe had these different resources and things. And there's pieces of the puzzle you don't know. You're just seeing the achievement, which can cause you to feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of put yourself in their story with, based on what you are experiencing or, you know, different things. Like for example, when I started entrepreneurship, I was, uh, thinking, or I had so much stuff from my past and my childhood, like the first seven years of your life is your programming. Mine was chaos. And Mm -hmm. it's, it took me so many years. Like a lot of it, even though I was trying to do all this stuff is all this, uh, subconscious programming and whatnot that I had to work through. And that made it really difficult for me to grow. So I think it's important not to just, it's hard to not compare yourself, but like, that's the worst thing we can do.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's a really interesting point because I've, I've found my journey through entrepreneurship to be a refiner's fire. It definitely brings up the weakest parts of you and demands you change and get better. Mm -hmm. And I've found that. It may it might seem trite. You might have heard this before, but what I've been learning, particularly in the last couple of months, is that there really are no shortcuts in life. Right. There's right. there's really nothing to keep you from paying the price of becoming the person worthy of the results you're you're after. And I'll I'll caution uh, in saying that by by qualifying it and saying that money may feel like a shortcut. It may feel like just that one resource you need to get where you want to go. I think when people try to find shortcuts, they inevitably get into unethical behavior and lacking ethics, integrity. Those are the things that no matter how short or long you want to put that time frame, it's going to come back and bite you. The only way to live a successful and ethical life is by refusing to take those shortcuts. You can use money and resources to <laughs> let's let's frame it as uh, that old that old saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You can use your resources to eat that elephant more efficiently, but there's no way of getting around that elephant. You have to grow and entrepreneurship teaches you that.
0: Yeah. I think Ed Milette said it, where entrepreneurship is the best personal development program you can enroll mm-hmm. into.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: It's so true. Another mentor of mine, Mary Morrissey, she said that you, know, you can get all the systems and the perfect process and business model and all that kind of stuff. And even when you have it and you apply it perfectly, you still have to find your own way. You have to find like your own mix of doing it and your way of kind of bringing yourself to the process. And I always thought that was interesting. Um, Sam, what, what skills do you think are most important for someone to focus on, uh, based on your experience in entrepreneurship, the skills that are most important for someone to focus on when getting started in entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, this is something that I learned actually back when I was applying for schools, uh, for college. So I was back in high school at this point and I heard this this idea that I've carried with me uh, throughout my career now even, is that it's it's more important to have decided on the direction than for it to be the right direction. And in every instance, uh, I've applied that, whether it be in my education, in the jobs I pick, the the career tracks I, I choose, and now entrepreneurship, how do I build my practice and, and present myself? It's so much more important to commit to one direction and then go as deep and as fast as you can to learn about whether or not that was the right direction than it is to have picked it right out the gate. It's people can get so frustrated and disappointed and frozen thinking that they have to pick it right first go before they even have any experience walking down that line. So I say pick a line and walk down it, learn and pivot.
0: So like like a certain like business model or way of growing like for example mm. if it's public speaking and you that's what i used to do i did public speaking mm. and i was doing a lot of networking public to get more public speaking events and gigs i hosted my own events like that's what i was taught and i did that for a long time had some cool experiences like you know uh what else did i do i got i got to work with the vice president of mass mutual which was pretty cool he wow. enrolled that was a whole freaking chaotic story but it worked <laughs> and uh yeah, just like cool stuff like that. So there's was a lot of cool opportunities and then COVID hit and then I decided like, okay, I don't, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because honestly I was tired of driving everywhere and like traveling all the time to like different in-person events, it was very manual. Uh, and then I found out about more like funnels and the business model that I had learned then about the online stuff. And that's what set me down that track. And I, I do agree with that because I think like you can find the right business model or even a business model that works and that people have done but within that like you said dive deep into it there comes so many different skill sets that come with that like if it's ads for example mm. and you're going to do like the ad to a webinar to book a call like you have to learn the skill of a sales call which everybody should do but you also have to learn the skill of like having a webinar or free training and that and editing and all those sort of things different mm. skills that come with that and then ads or like a whole freaking thing. People think it's a magic bullet and then they get into it and they're like, this is so much more than I thought. It's like, yeah, it's not just like slap it up and it just works.
1: Like there's like, no shortcuts. Yeah. Right?
0: There's no shortcuts. You got to find your own way and, and do that. So I think that's huge. And a lot like the other piece of that is that a lot of people, they try and make it perfect. And then ironically they end up trying so many different things like surface mm. level. And that's where you get that like scattered, um, God, what's the term? help me out, Sam, what is it? It's a uh, analysis paralysis.
1: Yes, yes.
0: You know, and that's kind of what I feel like happens.
1: Absolutely. And what I'll add to that is what I learned, see, I, I wouldn't have come to where I am now, if I hadn't chosen years ago to really commit to, say, social work. I was working full time at an in-home facility for at-risk youth while I was completing my degree. And so there was one semester where I had scheduled my schedule, included a 36 hour period of no sleep every single week. And I that was the grind, right? We all know (laughs) about the grind. But I wouldn't have come to an understanding of what worked and what didn't for me unless I'd really committed to learning that and going down that path. And then it helped stack me up and get ready for the next evolution.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's awesome one thing i like about you just like this is the first time we've had like a real conversation is um i know you're a speaker and a presenter and i did public speaking for a while and mm. one of my one of, a cool mentor that i had, had worked with for a bit he said never tell a story without teaching a point never teach a point without telling a story mm. and it's something you do every single time <laughs> You share a story i asked you a question you open up with just some like simple short story how you discovered this little quote and then how it applied to you and i'm just like that's cool just a little thing i noticed yeah Um, doing a
1: good job all right
0: cool yeah it's just like you're you're a speaker and like a good one you know because you do like the different (laughs) gigs and i was like i guarantee so i think it's cool and i wish that more people would would practice that um sam based on your career what's something that you wish someone would have told you early on
1: hmm I think it relates to that call that you had uh, yesterday, that we can get so tunnel vision, we can get so wrapped up in what we think uh, we need to have accomplished by a certain time, that we really just set ourselves up for failure. And it's more a failure of thinking that we're, we're less than, of thinking that we don't have the appropriate character to achieve the, the goals that we want. When in reality, most people who have actually lived it have gone through it. We're talking, let's talk about entrepreneurship. Yeah. The first couple of years where you're really going for it, you're really trying. Maybe fortunately, luckily you're going to get some clients to, to help you pay the bills along the way, but for the most part, it's really going to be about you finding your voice and then finding the people who want to hear that voice. And that to me, first two years of really going at this in earnest that was hard. That was hard for me to to understand. And so what I would say is I wish I, wish I had learned going in that, hey, you may not believe this. You may <laughs> reject this advice, but hear me out. It's going to take longer than you think. But once it happens, it's going to happen quicker than you think too.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's awesome advice it's yeah that just reminds me of like the uh the snowball or the boulder where you're pushing it up the hill and it's just such a grind you're like oh my gosh and then you get to the top and then it starts rolling down the hill and then you just let go of and it just keeps rolling Mm. or just the snowball just progressively is getting bigger and bigger so yeah that's like when people always say to you like the first hundred grand is the hardest Mm. because then you find out how to make 100 grand you're like okay well now i know how to do it because there's all the skill building and all this stuff that goes up and we're finding the message and getting your voice out there and getting good at speaking and presenting, et cetera, and all the things that come with it to where you get that momentum. <clears throat> That's awesome advice, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so Sam, it's we're gonna start to wrap up here. But it was it's mm-hmm. been great getting to know you and I appreciate the conversation. Lots of cool little nuggets here. Uh, and I hope people can to really see the value in just like staying in the game and, you know, stick into something that that does work and just stay with it long enough to succeed. Uh, where can people learn more about you and get connected?
1: Yeah. So I have a podcast as well, The Courage Coach for Executives, and you can find me on Spotify and Apple. You can also find me on LinkedIn and my website, The Courage Coach for Executives.
0: Sweet. We'll put links down in the description for the listener. We kind of just talked about it, about, you know, you got to find a good path. If you're just starting out, I mean, take that advice. Like it's going to take longer than you think took me longer than I thought, you know? <laughs> and there's like so many face plants along the way, uh, but those are your battle scars. So those are all the stories that you get to share with other people to encourage them and to help them grow as well. So it, it sucks in the moment, but then you look back on it down the road after you've got that momentum. And like Sam said, it happens faster than you think when you start to get that momentum. Uh, You look back at those tough times, you're like, that's what really built me to like who I am now. And I think that that's really the cool part and makes it more rewarding. Because if it was just easy the whole time, you you would just be like, oh, whatever, and get bored with it. But it's because it's hard and it's a game that you can lose or you can win with. Like most of the time, just staying in the game long enough to win is what you really have to do. So uh, hopefully you got some good nuggets, some good insights from all this, and you feel inspired. Uh, But most importantly, I hope you do something with that. So take what you learned here, get out there. Do something with it and we'll see you in the next one.